ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Thursday, May 25th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. I'm here until 6 o'clock. We'll get your text in 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. I get a pretty good show today. Usually, I come in with the attitude that I've got a pretty good show today, but I think I really do. First up, we're going to talk to Megan Smith-Lyon in about five, six, seven minutes. She'll be first up during our usual 515 segment. And then we're going to talk with Marshall sophomore Alex Coleman from the softball team as well. So we're going to talk to both Megan and Alex here in the next few minutes. We'll get into your text this hour at 304-396-TALK. Again, that's 304-396-8255. And if you are on social media, if you wouldn't mind, I would appreciate a follow you can interact with me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. We also have a Facebook page and a group. You can just search The Drive with Paul Swan on Facebook, and you'll find the group. You'll find the page as well. So I would appreciate a follow on your favorite social media network. And, of course, if you would follow the podcast as well, even better. And that is where you get your podcast: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you pull down your podcast is where you'll find The Drive with Paul Swan. Let's get into some of the top stories that are going on today. First of all, Winfield Generals get the victory, defeating Herbert Hoover, the reigning West Virginia Class AA state champions in softball. The Generals emerged victorious with a solid 3-0 shutout win, pitched a complete game, and guess what? This win marks the end of the Huskies' five-year streak of titles in the West Virginia Class AA Championship. And it's just underway because earlier today, the Cabell Midland Knights get a victory 5-3 over John Marshall, which forces a decisive game for the Class AAA title. That game is going on right now, hopefully we will find out the result before the end of the show. If not, we'll definitely talk about it tomorrow as we are rooting for Cabell Midland, at least locally, for the win. They also, because graduation's going on, the players that are graduating had a ceremony on the field. So congratulations to the seniors who are graduating and they get their ceremony on the field, can't attend the graduation ceremonies because they're playing right now, and I think they'd rather be playing. Don't get me wrong. You you always want to walk across the aisle with your classmates, but you're playing for a championship, so I think all their classmates uh, are rooting them on as we speak. So congratulations to the Cabell Midland Knights forcing that decisive game to take on John Marshall. Marshall, speaking of Marshall, the Thundering Herd variety, released info today on what the game themes for the 2023 season will be. And Marshall is playing off We Are. So leaning heavily into the We Are theme. 
So we're 100 days away from the opener against Albany. So the first theme is we are Marshall for the game on September 2nd against Albany. And Marshall University is going to have band day. Uh, you're supposed to wear green. We've, we've now got instructions on what color you have to wear if you want to be appropriately dressed for the game. So on September 2nd, it's wear green. Now on September 23rd against Virginia Tech, it's we are striping the Joan. And the occasion is you have Virginia Tech coming in, Power 5 opponent, so big deal there. It's family weekend for Marshall University. The national anthem is going to be sung by Marlena Van Hoos. Do you remember her? You would if you were at the Marshall basketball game. She rocked the house. It was amazing to hear her sing, and she's going to be doing it again. Now, you have to follow along on social media to get the instructions which sections are going to be color-coded green or white. But you either have to wear green or white, depending on what section you're in. Hopefully, we'll get the instructions early, and you can stripe the Joan properly and make it look really cool. Now, the game on September 30th against Old Dominion is going to be We Are Homecoming. And this is Marshall's earliest homecoming game since 1977. And it's going to be Sun, it's going to be Sunbelt Conference play. Old Dominion will be the opponent, also the crowning of Mr. and Miss Marshall at halftime. The color code is green, so you have to wear green on September 30th. Now, on October 19th against James Madison, the theme is we are heard strong, and cancer awareness is going to be the theme of this game. Fans can join in the cause to stand up the cancer James Madison, Sunbelt play there, so that should attract a huge crowd, I would hope. The color code, again, is green. Now, for November 11th, it's against Georgia Southern. The theme is we are playing for the 75, which will be honoring the 75 loss in the plane crash. Southern Airways Flight 932. Black is the color. You have to wear black. Now, the final game is November 25th versus Arkansas State. The theme is we are thankful for heroes. It's the military appreciation game to honor those who have served the country. Marlena Van Hoos will perform God Bless America. And again, she was amazing if you didn't see her. At the Cam Henderson Center, she is fantastic. Best national anthem singer I have ever heard at the Cam Henderson Center. There's no one that comes even close to being second. Also, there'll be a display of a large flag and a military plane flyover during the pregame festivities. Marshall's teasing potential surprises. So we'll see what those potential surprises will be. And you have to wear green. So here's the color code. September 2nd, green. September 23rd, green or white, depending on your section. September 30th, green. October 19th, green. November 11th, black. And November 25th, 
green. So if you've got herd gear that's white and you need to upgrade, you better get some green because there's only one opportunity for you on September 23rd, and that's if you're in the the right section to wear the white. Every other game is going to be green with the exception of the November 11th game, which will have the black. And, of course, you know why. The special unis will come out for that. There will be a special helmet as well. So we'll get more details of other things that will be added to the agenda as the season progresses. So we'll keep an eye on all of that. We're going to turn our attention to Marshall softball when we continue. Megan Smith-Lyon, my guest, on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's time to welcome to the program Marshall softball coach Megan Smith-Lyon. Outstanding season for the Thundering Herd. She joins us now on the program to talk a little bit about where the herd goes from here. And I guess the first question I want to ask you is, with such a tremendous season, where does the herd go from here to make it even better next year? And I'm sure the first thing you're going to say is postseason, obviously. Well, absolutely. I mean, obviously, that would be certainly a goal of ours. But, you know, we, we're we so happy with our season and, and so excited about our team and who we have returning. And it's going to be um, it's going to be fun seeing, you know, what happens in the fall and when we see everybody back on campus. Is that going to be the challenge from this point forward just making sure that yeah this is the standard now you you've won so many games and the expectations are high and I know this is where you want the team to be so is the new challenge now for you to meet or exceed this new expectation that you've built for the program well I think we definitely um showed what we're capable of doing this season and you know I I do I think you know when people ask me about the season it was it was surreal. I mean, we did things that no one thought we could do and things that are hard to do, you know. So it, it's, it's a tough task to, to stay at that standard. But, you know, I think we've proven we can do it. I think our players um, expect to go out and win every game. They expect to compete to win every game. They want to be competing to win championships um, like we did this year. They want to do that every single year. So that's definitely our mindset and how we approach our day-to-day moving forward. And I think the thing that needs to be stressed the most is that you built this team pretty much from the ground up. This wasn't a situation in other sports. You could go out, hit the transfer portal, and you can bring in a lot of players and instantly be successful if you're fortunate enough to get the right mix of players. You've built this thing from the ground up. You've got players that are coming through the system, growing with you, developing with you, and I'm sure that's got to be very rewarding as you've watched this team grow. Absolutely. You know, I think just going into my my it was my fifth year and just seeing the progression of the program, um, you know, the year before we got here, it wasn't a great season. And, you know, we started off strong our first year, um, but continued to develop players, continued to bring in good players. And also we did utilize a transfer portal to bring in some help. And, you know, just watching our team, watching our group progress and get better every year, it's been such an awesome experience. And, you know, this season, like I said, was, you know, almost unbelievable, uh, the things that they were able to accomplish. And I, I was just so proud of them. What surprised you the most? If you could just look back at a few things the season that even you were just amazed by. Uh, two things. One, our team chemistry and culture. You know, I, I felt like we put a lot of energy and effort into that. 
um, through the off season and through preseason and just watching them come together as a team and play for each other and the support they gave each other. You know, it was a culture that I, I haven't seen and it was, it was amazing to see the consistency of it and to see the effort that they put into maintaining that culture. I mean, I, that was not, I wouldn't say a surprise, but it was definitely an awesome thing to see and something that's not a normal thing to see consistently. Uh, you know, and I think also how they uh, not just mesh together chemistry wise off the field, but how they came together on the field. Um, you know, our players uh, played for each other and you could see it. Um, you could see how they, you know, interacted at practice, how they interacted in games, how they handled adversity. They did it together. And I think that was such a such a special thing to see. Megan Smith-Lyons with us, the head coach of the Marshall softball team, Thundering Herd, falling in the championship game. And a lot of Herd fans, maybe for the first time, started to discover the program or rediscover the program. You had huge crowds showing up consistently. There were a few really large crowds, but – all in all, I think you saw a lot of growth from the fan base. You're seeing new people showing up. They're bringing their family, introducing. And you're trying to build this program. You get to the championship game, but there was so much debate about after the game and the NCAA selection process. I'll start there. Have you ever seen this type of discourse or debate about the whole thing? I've never seen this much interest generated about the selection. I'm not talking just about Marshall not getting a bid, but other teams and how the, the process started and worked. You've got to sit back maybe and smile a little bit going, okay, they're really talking about softball now. Yeah, I mean, I think every year people have had their opinions about who's selected and who's not. I think social media and the way it's set up now makes it to where it's just in your face that it happens now. Um, so certainly a lot of attention for a lot of schools getting in or not getting in. And there are so many factors that the committee looks at when they choose the teams to get at large bids. There's so many different things. And, you know, every year it seems that it might change the focus of what they're looking at. And, you know, so it's even hard to predict. It's hard to predict, um, you know, who's going to be in, what are they going to look at, what, what's the most important things for that committee in that year. Um, but certainly a lot of attention this season was put on it, not just by us or for, for us, but by a lot of different schools. And, you know, it's definitely, definitely interesting to kind of see, especially the social media presence regarding it. It was pretty, pretty heavy this year. How do you avoid the gut reaction of criticisms? Because once the season's over, there's always going to be criticisms, not just of Marshall, your program, but all the programs didn't get in. Oh, maybe the schedule's not strong enough or – you know, maybe you know, whatever the criteria is, uh, maybe the, the team was overlooked. How do you avoid making those gut reactions? Because there's been some talk that, okay, maybe Marshall needs to jack the schedule up a little bit, and that's going to solve everything. You know, how do you respond to that, knowing that you're trying, to, you're trying to build this program, you're trying to play the best competition you can, and you won a lot of games, and it seems like it maybe in the eyes of some, it still wasn't enough. Yeah, you know, I think it's easy to get wrapped up in, in, in all that banter. But at the end of the day, you know, we've got to do what's best for our program and what our program's goals are. And, you know, I think that the other thing, a lot of people don't understand the uh, all of the full picture of everything that is looked at. I think that's something that's important for people to understand. I mean, Marshall softball has had a very strong tradition in the past 
Shonda Stanton did an amazing job here. They had some awesome teams, and they got an at-large bid one time, one time in the entire history of the program. Um, that tells you how hard it is to get one. And if you also look at the mid-major programs that got at-large bids this year, there were four of them that got at-large bids, two of which were the, in the group of the last four in, which tells you how hard it is to get one. There is no uh, right or wrong formula. They look at so many different factors. Um, you know, our RPI was a great RPI, not great enough. Um, there's a lot of factors that play into that, not just strength of schedule. That is one thing. Um, so you beef up the schedule, you lose more games, your RPI goes down. So it, there's so many different things. And I don't know, there's a, a fine balance. And, you know, even we as coaches who study it and who live it day to day and year to year, and I've even been on the committee, I've been in the room selecting teams um, in the past. You know, we live it, and we don't even know the exact formula because there isn't one. Um, so at the end of the day, we do our best to compete, to win our division in the conference, to give us a chance to win a conference championship. We want to prepare our players to do that. We want to prepare a schedule to get them ready to do that. And that's what we did this year, and it, it did. It worked. We were in the conference game, conference championship game, and no one thought we would be. So I feel really good about how we were prepared to go in to compete to win a, a championship. And you know, we'll continue to strive to win our side of the division, to be in the in the picture to win a conference championship and to have as high of our RPI as we can and in the hopes that, that maybe we will get that at-large bid at some point. But again, I'm not sure if people understand how hard it is to get. You know, it's difficult to do. I want to point out that the team you lost to in the championship by one run, only one run, uh, they they have advanced. They've beat some really good teams you know, in their region, and they've advanced, and you lost to them by one run. That's it. And you were competitive with them all the way. Absolutely. I mean, I think that, that tells you the caliber of team that we have had this year. Um, you know, and that tells you how strong the Sun Belt is in softball. We're, we've got a Sun Belt team in the Super Regionals, and knocking on the door of going to a World Series. And, you know, that's going to be, um, that's going to be every year in our conference. We're going to have teams of that caliber. James Madison was in the World Series several, just a few years ago, and uh, they'll be back at some point. You know, I think that um, what a strong conference. We're so excited to be a part of it. And, you know, we were really, really pleased with our performance in conference this past season. So at this point, what's next for you? What does the schedule look like as you as you reset what you're trying to do? You know, now you've got to go out and recruit again. Now you've got to recruit the players that you have on your team. You've got to look at the transfer portal. You know, hopefully new things are going to be happening for softball to enhance what you're doing. So what does your day-to-day and your calendar look like now at this point? Well, you know, right now you got the West Virginia State Championships going on. In fact, uh, we've got some commits who are doing some awesome things there, and we were able to take some time to to watch some of those games. And you know, really just assessing our roster, looking in the portal, um, hope hopefully keeping our players here. We want to make sure that we keep our players here or do our best to do that, and then uh, supplement what we need to from the portal. Um, we've got a great group coming in in the fall, so kind of getting them folded into the mix of our culture and our team already this summer just so we're prepared and have them ready to roll in the fall. Uh, you know, so we'll be super busy this summer um, just, you know, continuing to try to build the roster and, and future, you know, in future years, watch some good young recruits and, and, you know, get their names on our list so we can start tracking them. You know, summer is a busy time just to 
prepare and to continue to try to grow the program. And, you know, you're right. There's some um, some exciting things happening next door to us with a new baseball stadium. And, you know, luckily we're going to get a few enhancements because of that. So we're excited about that too. And that's ongoing and hopefully will be completed this fall. So lots of exciting things happening for us. I've seen some confusion from a few fans exactly what benefits softball will receive from the construction next door. Uh, can you highlight some of that or at least a overview of you know, how this is going to improve what you can do and what you've got available to you? Well, absolutely. You know, um, the baseball stadium is they're going to be getting lights, so they're going to put lights at our field. Um, we're going to be getting an upgraded scoreboard, which we we sorely need. If you've come to watch our games, you know that that our outdated scoreboard needs a, a facelift. So we're going to be getting a new scoreboard um, with the video uh, board capabilities. So we're really excited about that. Um, you know, also they're putting in um, a baseball ops building back in their left field area, but in their right field line, they're putting in another ops building um, that's going to house visitors' locker rooms, umpires' dressing rooms. It's going to have some video capabilities um, for production, but it's also going to have a component of it that's going to be just for softball. We're going to be able to have indoor cages. We're going to have a team lounge and a video room, all of which we don't have right now. So we're really excited about um, those additions. I think they're going to help with our current players and training and helping them develop, Um, and it's going to obviously help with recruiting all those upgrades. So we're – Super excited that we are kind of tagging along the the baseball stadium construction and getting some things to benefit our program. One thing that has been mentioned from fans to me is uh, obviously more seats. So, you know, that's going to be, I'm sure, an exciting project if that does happen. Is there any push or move on trying to increase seating capacity as uh, fan attendance obviously has grown this season and hopefully will continue? Yeah, I think our, you know, our administration is um, certainly aware that, you know, there are some needs there in terms of seating and um, the fan experience and, you know, just being able to accommodate more people. I think that was evident this season. Um, Obviously, the Alabama game was uh, uh, crazy, exciting. You know, it was amazing to have that many people at Dodd Hicks Field. And, you know, regardless of whether it's that big of a crowd, even our normal day-to-day crowd, um, are too big for what our facility can handle. So I know they're thinking about things. You know, they're really wanting to come up with some creative ways to provide some, some you know, a- additional seating. Um, and, you know, I, our new athletic director, Christian Spears, my uh, specific sports supervisor, Deborah Bowden, they're, they're all over it. I mean, they really are um, looking for ways to improve our program, to improve what we provide our fans and our athletes. Um, so we're really excited about their vision and what they're going to be doing. Megan Smith-Lyons with me, head coach of the Marshall softball team. So when you get that video board, just make sure it measures up compared to the one they're going to put at football. I've been telling everybody, <laughs> just make sure it's it's in proportion as big as the football one since that one's going to be huge, and I think you deserve one as well. Real big. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I've got coming up here in a few minutes, I've got Alex Coleman coming up. Um, what should I ask her that maybe – hasn't been asked of her yet that uh, might might get a good response uh, you know alex man she a fun story about alex she's from north carolina and i am as well and she actually played for the same summer organization that i did so we're both carolina cardinals um which kind of a little little bond we have um you know but i think alex you know a lot of people haven't really talked to her about all the adversity that she's faced 
you know, she's a sophomore and her freshman year was full of adversity. I, I don't know if any freshman has had as much thrown at them as she did. And just her resilience and her drive and her determination, even through all of that, um, is just amazing. And I'm, I'm so excited uh, that she was able to come through that and do so well. Um, but, you know, I think I'd love to, I'd love for you to ask her about that and just kind of see her mindset of how she got through all that and what really kept her focused. You know, this past fall, she wasn't able, she was only able to use one hand. She had had some uh, wrist surgery. She had multiple wrist surgeries um, since last spring, but she was only able to use one hand and her and I would work one-on-one doing one hand drills every single day. And she worked her tail off, even with just one hand. And I think, I mean, that's why she achieved what she did this season, just her, her will or determination. So definitely ask her about that. I'd love to, I'd love to hear what she has to say. Okay. I'll ask her when she comes on next. Um, so you're going to do one hand drills for everybody now, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, if they're going to have a season like Alex, yep, I'll do them for everybody. <laughs> Megan Smith-Lyons with us. A successful season, and hopefully next year will be even better. It's going to be tough to top, but I think you like it that way, knowing that the, the standard has been pushed up. and uh, it's, been, it's been fun. It's been exciting this season. I hope that more people uh, show up and we have a seating problem like Alabama and that you get more seats and everything because that would be a wonderful problem to have. I would love that. And, you know, we just thank everybody in the community of Huntington and, and the Marshall University community. I mean, everybody's been so supportive, I mean, you know, coming out to games, sending well wishes. I mean, it's just been amazing to see how much they've supported our young women and what they do. And, you know, that's important for me as a coach of women. These women work hard every day to represent Marshall uh, at the highest level, and they do it really well. So for it to be recognized and for people to support that, I'm just so, so proud to be at Marshall and proud to be a part of this university. Coach, thanks for doing it. I always appreciate your time, and we'll get you back on soon. All right. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. Megan Smith-Lyon, head coach of the Marshall softball team. When we continue, Alex Coleman joins us, and I've got a whole new list of questions to ask her, courtesy of Coach. We'll do that when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday, May 25th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We've got a softball update from the Class AAA Championship. It's the middle of the third, and John Marshall and Cabell Midland all tied up. Two games apiece. Winner will claim the Class AAA title. We'll keep an eye on that through the duration of the show, but we want to turn our attention now to one of the standouts for the Marshall softball team. And that's very hard to say because there were so many standout performances. But if you were pressing me to say, okay, who had the very best, I've got to put my next guest in the conversation. Alex Coleman's with us. How are you doing, Alex? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. You've had a, an amazing season. I think that's just you know something we got to start with. You had a personal amazing season. Of course, everything that you achieved – also beneficial for the team it wasn't just you stood out it's everything you did helped amplify what the team was doing and vice versa right right it was definitely it was definitely one to remember had a great year all around it was very enjoyable I had great teammates too and great coaches to really really help me get through it and enjoy it now I spoke with your coach just a few minutes ago Megan Smith-Lyon and I I asked her 
what's something I could ask you that maybe hasn't been asked? And she, she told me that you two have a bond. You're both from North Carolina, so you're both Carolina Cardinals. Explain that bond. What does a Carolina Cardinal mean to being a Carolina Cardinal mean to you? Well, I actually started playing for the Cardinals when I was pretty young. My coach, Rick McCone, he actually took over the organization from Ray Chandler. Um, he took me on when I was pretty young. I was 15, like I said. And uh, it's really just, it's one of the best, it's the best team in the state of North Carolina, if you ask me. Um, he sent a lot of really good ball players to schools all over the country. And playing down home in North Carolina, that's just, you just can't beat that. And it's just something special. So did you know Coach was a Carolina Cardinal before um, you two um, I met? Actually, I think she – my travel ball coach told me that, you know, well, Marshall is here. They watched you play. The coach actually – he told my dad – my coach told my dad that the head coach at Marshall played for the Cardinals. So he said, yeah, if you can get up there to a camp and camp, I'd go. So here, now here I am. <laughs> did that motivate your dad? Was he like, oh, we got to go meet this coach? We've got to go up there? I mean, it was really just, it, it just felt right. I mean, we actually, my dad, me and my mom were sitting down sending emails one night. And my dad was like, Marshall's a good school. You should email them. So um, me and my mom sat down and emailed Marshall because we knew they were going to be at the camp that weekend. And it just felt like, it just felt correct and right to go to the, to go up to the camp. And I went up to the camp a couple weeks before they could contact me and, I really liked it. I liked the school, and they contacted me, and I went back up on a visit a couple weekends later. You ever ask your dad, why do you think Marshall's a good place? Uh, did he ever tell you why other than just, hey, you should go? I mean, I think he had – I'm sure he had just heard good things about the school. I mean, no, he never really told me anything specific. But then, obviously, I commit, and you start to understand the culture and what Marshall's really about and all of that good stuff. Alex Coleman is with us just to kind of highlight some of her key achievements. Uh, there's so many, but she earned first-team all-region honors, becoming the 25th player in program history to receive that accolade, named to the uh, 2023 All-Sun Belt first team. Those are some amazing accolades. Uh, when you found out you were named to the first team, when you found out you were named all-region, you know, what was what were you thinking? You know, how did it feel to to get those accolades? It was actually the all region one that really that really stuck out to stuck out to me. I was actually out on the golf course with my dad and some of his closest friends, and Coach Smith texted me and said, "Good job, Alex." And I was like, "Or congratulations, Alex." And I said, "What is she What is she talking about? I didn't even know." And I got on Instagram and I saw that that had been posted and. My dad just started like immediately tearing up, and it was just it was amazing. And then he got mad at me because he couldn't putt for the next three holes or whatever. But he just his game fell apart. But it was just really amazing to amazing to see that because I, I wasn't expecting that at all. It really surprised me. So that's the big one. He got emotional and he got mad at you because the golf game, you know, just basically went out the window. <laughs> How was your golf yeah, game? Were you 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 were on his? You were you were playing with him or against him? No, I was, I was, I was just riding with him. Okay, so you don't golf because my next question was going to be, you know, you you think maybe golf will be a secondary sport for you for Marshall? No, 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 not for Marshall. Probably after my softball career is over, I did golf and then I broke my wrist and went through all of that, so I couldn't play for probably about a year. But I've kind of started playing a little bit more this summer, but nothing. 
I'm, I'm not that great at it. I'm glad you mentioned the risk because uh, one of the things that Coach wanted me to ask you, and she was really interested in what your response would be, was the adversity that you've gone through. And she mentioned the wrist surgeries. Uh, she mentioned working out with you. You know, you were so dedicated. You were doing one-hand drills with Coach. So what – first of all, let's go back to the adversity you know, when you had to go through that, you know, what was your mindset at that point? You know, what were you thinking as you were dealing with that adversity? Just to get through it, just just buy my time, get through it, try to come out on the other side as soon as I can. And that really, it, you think as soon as you can, and then it's month after month after month, and it's like, man, when am I going to get better? But I just kind of had to, you almost put your brain on autopilot. You know, you're just trying to do what you can to, to just to work day to day and do what's in your control, really. What gave you that motivation? What kept you strong going through that? What was that mindset like? You know, initially, you, you, I got to get through this, but what kept you strong? Honestly, it, the timing of it wasn't horrible, right? I mean, I missed the last three weekends or so of my freshman year. And so then I, I got to come home. And when I wasn't playing, most of the time I was back home in North Carolina. And I love being home for anybody that knows me. So that made it a lot easier on me, not having to be – really not having to be surrounded by the game every single day, day in and day out, I think probably made those three months on me easier, the three months I was at home. Um, obviously, I was still running and working out to the best that I could. But when I came back in the fall um, – I loved everybody on the team, right? We had great team chemistry. The girls got me through it each day. I was doing what I could at practice. You know, I was making a ton of throws and doing all my one-hand work and working on my posture and everything, hitting. And really, I think a lot of my success this year is credited to how much work me and Coach Smith did, not even just the one-hand stuff, like the footwork and how – your body looks going through the box and the ins and outs of slapping. Like I really think that made me a better player in the long run, even though it's hard to understand and see it when you're, when you're going through that and you're swinging one handed for eight or nine months. Has that now changed how you continue to prepare to get better now, now that you've gone through that adversity and, and how you had to deal with it? Did that change anything in how you go about preparing for for games now and preparing for the next season and just getting better? Um, I don't necessarily do near as many one arm swings as I used to do, but um, it's really it's helped my mindset a lot. It's softball. It really made me realize softball isn't as much life or death as I might would have thought before I went through this. It's it really gave me perspective to be like, hey, this is a game. It's supposed to be fun. It's okay. Um, but it definitely now has given me motivation to train to the best of my ability and as hard as I can being healthy, right? Because knock on wood, I'm, I'm healthy. You know, I want to do what I can to get better and be thankful that I was healed. Do you feel that with all this adversity that you went through, and it sounds like you didn't have really that moment where despair sat in or set in. Do you feel that with Marshall and with the family and the culture and, and coach Megan Smith Lyon, you know, could you have got through this 
do you think anywhere else or was Marshall the right place for you to deal with this adversity? I mean, it, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. I mean, there was definitely moments of despair. I mean, Coach Smith was right there with me through all of it. And, and you know, you can have those couple days, those weeks at a time where you're, you're, you're trying not to be mad at the world, but ultimately you kind of are, I mean, honestly. And you can have those moments. That's what Coach Smith told me. She said, you can have those moments. In those time of weakness, you can be mad, be pissed off, but at some point you have to snap out of it and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what's in my power. And really, she helped me get through a lot of it. My, my family helped me get through a lot of it. And really, Marshall and the town, you know, I'm not just a number on the softball team at Marshall like you might be at, at a big Power 5 school somewhere. Alex Coleman is with us. Standout season, some of her statistics. Uh, this is before we went to tournament. Led the Sun Belt in hits, 76, and runs scored at 97. Your batting average was 432. That was second in the conference. Uh, you had 41 stolen bases. You had a solid on base percentage of 471. That was also second in the Sun Belt. And you had 21 multi hit games and 11 games with multiple stolen bases. You know, did you imagine this is this is your comeback? Even though your adversity, which it was, you had a lot of adversity here, as you mentioned, you know, it, it came at the right time. You were able to overcome it. But did you imagine this was my comeback season? No, no, I never in a million. I mean, how could you dream of dream of a season like that? I, I never expected expected that to happen and I'm so so thankful that it did I mean I told my dad the other day like it didn't fall into my lap because I worked for it and did everything right for so long in my opinion leading up to it but then you look back on it it's like man I I didn't start swinging a bat two-handed until the second week of January first weekend of January and it's just you, you could have never dreamed of something like that I could have never dreamed of something like that at all so, with all your successes and going through everything you went, how would you how would you pass that along to someone else uh, who maybe has a similar situation going through adversity here? How would you tell them to go about tackling that adversity? As you know, you've definitely shown that it, it can be overcome. I mean, there's a couple girls on our team right now with injuries. I mean, injuries are part of the game, and it's something that I'll always they're always going on around me somewhere, you know, and it's, I really tell some of the girls now, like just grit your teeth and bear it is is the best way I can put it. Put your head down, get through it, do what you can. And just the time, the time will click, just help your, just get through it pretty much is what I tell some of them. And I tell them, I'm like, Hey, I, I, I don't ever want to compare my situation to anybody else's because I don't want them to think I'm downplaying what they're going through, right? You know, I don't I don't want to say, well, I went through this and downplay what you're going through because everybody's situation is can be just as difficult on them and and I really just try to help them and talk them through it and give them the the best advice that I can. My guest is Marshall Standout Alex Coleman. Outstanding season for you. Hopefully next year it's gonna be better. The stats will have hopefully yeah, as good, if not better, stats. And the one thing that I'm sure you want to add to that now is a Sun Belt uh, championship. Uh, was your um, 
was your mindset after uh, the game against Louisiana to get right back at it and just get ready for the uh, the next season? Are you ready in that mode? Um, it, it's of course like you want to win a Sun Belt championship, and, it, and it's hard when a game like that doesn't go your way. Um, of course, that's what the mindset is. You know, you always want to win, and I hate losing as much as the next person, and and. I mean, you want to jump right back into it, but you also have to accept that we had a great run, we had a great season, and, and you have to be thankful for that and, and not bitter over it either. I mean, that game could have went either way, and anybody that watched it knew that. So. Is it hard, though, to, to be able to recognize how successful this team was, how successful you were with that final game? And for the multitude of student-athletes, they're going to have to go through something like this. Uh, you know, not everybody gets to go to the championship. Not everybody wins the championship. So you had a successful season personally, successful season as a team, and you were right there, but you lost. So how difficult has it been to just enjoy all the success that has come your way? I mean, it really – it, it really hasn't been extremely difficult. I mean, yeah, we lost. I mean, it sucks. Of course it sucks. Nobody nobody wants to lose, but that one game does not define us or our season, and that's, that's kind of where the girls are. And, and I, will be, I will forever be so thankful of the season that we had and the group that we had. I mean, it was just an amazing group. We had amazing culture. But, but no, just, just one game and losing that one game, it – that does not define our season, the successes that we had, the other big wins that we had. I mean, yeah, of course, I'd love to still be playing or have got to play in a regional, but, I mean, there's always more opportunities. My guest is Marshall softball standout Alex Coleman. Uh, I got to thank Coach because she, uh, she, she took me down a path with you that I, I wasn't exactly uh, going down until I talked to her. Um, you have an amazing story. And, you know, we could have talked about fun things like, you know, why you, uh, you know, why are you such a good base stealer, things like that. But I think you have an amazing story. So I appreciate you opening up and sharing that a little bit with us today because uh, that really uh, – I think that's part of your legacy here at Marshall University, not just what you've done statistically, but what you have meant to the program and everything that you have achieved because of your journey. So uh, I appreciate you letting me share that today. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I mean, it wasn't easy, but I mean, you want to help others around you. I want others to know to know what I went through to know that they can get through it themselves. Next time we have you on, we'll talk about why you are so good at stealing bases because uh, we won't give <laughs> we won't give too many of your secrets away because you know, you got to be a special kind of athlete to be able to steal as many bases as you've stolen. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. You, tra- you train hard hard it's got to be more it's got to be more mental though right you just don't you know anybody can run a base but it's got to be mental to just say okay i'm taking that base it's mine really i think stealing is the i think stealing a base is the least mental part of the game because you have one job and that is to run fast and get a good jump and run fast that's really i think it is one of could be the simplest aspect of the game I mean coach line and coach Smith are kind of doing the difficult things of about reading the defense and knowing okay can she get there or not but I think that's the that's the simplest part of the game really okay so that's on a t-shirt um <laughs> you have one job 
run fast. That's a T-shirt right there. <laughs> it really is. I mean, keeping it simple. One of uh, one of my uh, kind of assistant coaches in high school, he would tell me before I went up to that, hit ball, run fast. And I still sometimes think that to myself before I'm going up to hit. Like, that's pretty much your job. <laughs> hit ball, run fast. So I guess we're going to see some new Marshalls uh, T-shirts coming out this fall. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, thanks for doing it today. I appreciate your time, and uh, we'll get you back in real soon, and hopefully you win some more awards over the uh, next uh, few seasons, and we'll have more reasons to get you back with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's Alex Coleman. Uh, hit the ball, run fast. You know, um, you have one job, run fast. I like that. Those are coming on T-shirts soon. Quick timeout. We'll wrap it up here on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to our final segment of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 for this Thursday, May 25th. We've got one softball score to update you on, Class AAA Championship in West Virginia. End of three, John Marshall leads 3-2 to two over Cabell Midland. Hopefully the Cabell Midland Knights can get back on the positive side of the score. We're following that as we speak. Unfortunately, we won't have a final score before we go off the air. We will have the score tomorrow on our Friday edition of the show. And I do want to give you the heads up. We will have a Friday edition of the show. And then on Monday, it's Memorial Day. We've got Pittsburgh Pirates baseball coming up. So no show on Monday. And then the Pirates will be playing before we go on the air on Wednesday. And that'll be late enough in the day where we won't be able to get on the air Wednesday. So we won't have a show on Monday or Wednesday, but we will be here with you on Friday, then Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday of next week. So that's going to be the schedule for the show. So keep that in mind. And let's hope that the Pirates can get it done. The Pirates losing yesterday 3-2 to two to Texas and they do have the day off. Reds wrapped up the series today against the Cardinals yesterday, won that one 10-3, but today in the afternoon getaway game, lost to the Cards 2-1. Cleveland's got the day off, losing to the White Sox yesterday 6-0, and then Lexington, the counterclocks, got the best of Charleston Dirty Birds in the Atlantic League yesterday. Won that one 7-6 over the Dirty Birds. The teams wrap up the series tonight, 635 at Gomart Ballpark. And, of course, if you've been following the NBA and the NHL, we had a clinching game. Florida got the win over Carolina, 4-3, swept the series. So Florida's headed to its second Stanley Cup in franchise history. Tonight, Western Conference Finals, Game 5, Dallas looking to eliminate Las Vegas. I'm check that Las Vegas looking to eliminate Dallas Golden Knights lead that series three to none. And we've got an elimination game tonight in the NBA as well. Eastern conference finals game five, Boston will play host to Miami eight 30. We'll have that game for you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM nine 30. And that's going to do it for this edition of the drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM nine 30 special thanks to Marshall softball coach, Megan Smith, Lyon, and 
Marshall softball standout Alex Coleman. I appreciate both of them being a part of today's edition of the show. We'll be back with you tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.